Good morning. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Glad you're here. So we're continuing in this series. I don't even remember what it is. Lion Maker. Guys, I got a confession to make. Don't get nervous, but I got a confession to make. I'm nervous. So I get up on Thursday mornings, and usually I've got something that comes to mind that I can share. And I, I it just kind of works that way. And I'm I'm glad to be able to do that. And this morning and last night, I'm like, man, I I I I got nothing. I got nothing. Dry bones. <laughs> John, you ever been there? No, you're not going to sing. So as a more mature guy, I begin to think, what's going on? What's happening? Where am I? <clears throat> so I was asking Phil, so what do we have coming up? Deer camp's not until October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. But there's a group called the Hanger Men. And Hanger Men are spinoff out of Deer Camp. I can remember 15, 16 years ago, sitting around on Monday nights after going through Deer Camp, and Phil just had this idea. He said, you know, it'd be great if we could just take this and just have a ripple effect and it go out to other men in the community and other men do groups and other men do weekends and other men do retreats and see this model transferred to other men so that other men are open to this style of coaching and confession and acceptance. So I've had one of those guys from the hanger groups been after me for about three weeks now, really hard after me for about three weeks, saying, man, you need to come to our, you need to come to hanger weekend. 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 Yeah, but my son does that. And I don't know that I want to step on his toes and get involved in that. Until Sunday night, he sent me a text message and said, hey, uh, I need to slip out early Friday. I actually need to slip out Thursday afternoon and Friday. I'm going over as an alumni for the hangar group. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. That's fine. He texts back, said, you want to go? <laughs> Do I want to go? Be a part of your group? Man, anxiety has been running high this week. Both of my sons and I have spent time and me confessing my sins to them. And they know most of my story. And I will say most because it's the story of my life since they've been born. But they don't know the story prior to them being born. So yeah, I've got a little anxiety about that. And last week, I was just talking to David this morning. Last week, I talked about grace. You know, God gives us grace today. He gives us grace for this day. And somewhere in my sinful nature, I forgot that in the course of three days. That in my shame and in my sinful nature, and in the embarrassment, I want to run and hide. I mean, these are friends of my son. They know bits and pieces of my story, but they don't know my whole story. God's grace is sufficient. Being a line maker. I'm called this weekend as my son said in his words, dad, your story is something these younger guys need to hear. So I'll accept the challenge and I'll walk in faith over the next couple of days that God will use me in my brokenness to make a difference in, a, in another guy's life, younger man's life. And oddly enough, Many times those younger guys have a more profound effect on me than I have on them. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. I'm glad you're here. Heavenly Father, 
I thank you today for your grace, Lord. It is sufficient for today. It is sufficient in that it covers all sin. It is sufficient that it takes the broken pieces, puts them back together in a way that only you can do, Lord. I thank you for your work on the cross. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Morning, gentlemen. Excited to be here. Uh, excited to dig into our um, continuing in the series, Lion Maker, a call to personal growth. So as we begin this morning, I want to share a song with you. Uh, again, God uses music to awaken our hearts. Um, it's an incredible intervention. Um, I love music therapy, uh, even in my counseling uh, room, and um, love using music uh, in all presentations. So I want you to look at the notes here, and let's get familiar with the words to this song. Build your kingdom here. Powerful song. And that's what this uh, series is about, is building the kingdom of God, uh, being a lion maker, uh, personal growth. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear, show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire, win this nation back, change the atmosphere, build your kingdom here, we pray. Amen. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase us, we pray. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why were made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church, and we need your power in us. Amen. And then the next verse, we seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives for you're our joy and prize. To see the captive hearts released, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace, we lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church, and we pray revive this earth. We're praying for revival. May you hear the voice of God, and may he awaken our hearts to what he has for us this morning. Come, Lord, you rule in our hearts again, increase in us we pray, unveil why we're made, come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls, Holy Spirit come invade Mark, us now. increase the sound on it a little bit. Build your kingdom here, the darkness here. 
kingdom in me and through me. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. The words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Lion maker. A call to personal growth. I you to turn over to 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23, um, the latter part of the chapter is an interesting listing. At verse 24, it says this, the 30 consisted of, and then it gives a list. The 30 consisted of, and then it gives a list. And then we come down to verse 39, 37 all told. That's hilarious. 30 became 37. Um, sometimes the Bible um, can, can embellish a number. Uh, and, and here we start out with 30, and then it winds up with 37. Um, we call that evangelistic counting. Uh, we, we, we who are in ministry have been known to exaggerate numbers at times, you know, there, there was 10 in the room and, you know, I counted 20, there was a hundred in the room and there must've been 150 that night, you know, and I laugh because that seems to be the case here. But what I want to focus on just even in that passage, this is David's ministry. This is the men that David trained 37 in all. And I want to focus um, our time on this idea of a lion maker uh, being a commitment to our personal growth and having an impact on others. Uh, that if we're not giving out, uh, then we are um, ingrown, incestuous, um, and we are dying. Um, we are intended to be um, givers of that which we have been given. Um, and if you've been, if you've benefited, then give it out. 
I want you to look at your declaration there on the back of your notes again, um, the Lion Maker Declaration. I'm not going to read through the whole thing uh, today as I have the last couple of sessions. I just want to focus you on, uh, on the top um, line. I will quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Now think about that for a minute. Be the lion. I want to die with my boots on, don't you? I want to die in a way that somehow I've got a smile on my face, a sword in my hand, and Jesus clearly in my heart. Don't you? Be the lion. And I don't know what that means for you. It, 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 it's, it's all relative. I mean, God has a personal plan for all of our lives. I don't do what you do. You don't do what I do. We're all different. And yet we're all the same in the sense that we are called by God to be a lion maker. And what that means first and foremost is that I'm involved in personal growth and self-care. And then secondly, that as I grow, uh, I become a reproducer. I give out. So I want you to pick up your pen. Let's go to work. Let's engage deliberately and intentionally. And I've got three questions for you this morning. Question number one, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? I want you to think about that for a minute. What are your dreams? Uh, another way to think about that is where would you like to be in 90 days? What would you like to be telling me in 90 days about your life? That something has stopped that needed to stop and something has begun that needed to begun, uh, begin. Um, where would you like to be in six months? Where would you like to be in a year? When we gather in a year, what would you like to be telling me that's different about your life? That's what it means. Now, I'm going to invite you to, uh, to write down five words. Find a spot on your page. Dream. Goal. Plan. Action. reality. And then Jeff has thrown this up. I want you to look at that for a minute. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams a reality. Guys, don't tell me you have a dream if it's not written down. Don't tell me you have a goal if it's not broken down. And don't tell me that you have a plan if there's no action. And certainly, you're not living in reality when you don't have all that written down. Reality is your friend. Learn to live in reality. Part of what I try to do uh, to my best ability as a counselor, therapist, and life coach is to help people see reality about themselves and their life and move toward a greater sense of responsibility with their life. I believe with great conviction in the parable of Jesus where he talks about the parable of the talents. One man had five, one man had two, and one man had one. And what did the man with the five talents do? He made five more, and he had ten. And what did the man with the two talents do? He took his two, and he made four. And what did the man with the one talent do? 
and he buried it because he thought that the master would take it away from him. He said to the master, you're a hard man. Now, that's not what you want to say to your boss. You know, that's not uh, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And so what happened to the guy with the one? He did get it taken away. And who got the one? The guy with the 10. It's not fair. He, he got more than I got already. He got mine. Yeah. Because you didn't use what you had. So what are your dreams? My guys, my, my dream is to build the kingdom of God until the day he calls me home as best I know how. Is that not your dream? Build the kingdom of God in whatever way that that works for you. And, you know, I, I, um, next week I will start two new groups via zoom. And I want to invite you to be a part of that. The Be the Lion group will be a group that'll meet on Zoom, through Zoom from 5.30 to 6.45. And you can go on our website, BPO website, it's there on your handout, and sign up for that. Uh, it'll be um, eight weeks of growth in, in three different uh, sections. So we'll meet together for 24 weeks over the course of, uh, of the year. I'll help you address marriage and family issues, character issues, personal discipline, spiritual growth, communication skills, self-awareness, your profession and calling, um, and your service. And we'll do this in a group setting. I'm excited about that. You can go and sign up Mondays from 530 to 645. Uh, Zoom group, PM. But for you early risers, on Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. Um, will be a Lion Makers group. And that is um, a um, coaching group for just six guys. And um, the, the details of that, uh, again, are on uh, the website, advanced leadership skills, communication techniques, team building, um, developing community, scriptural foundation, personal input, and that's for six guys. And um, um, there is a um, misstatement uh, on the description of that group, and it says, first come, first serve. That is wrong. Um, I will select that group. I want you to sign up, but I, but I may direct you to go to the Monday night group because I may uh, determine uh, that I don't think you're ready for the intensive group. I'm looking for six guys that are really serious about their growth and uh, personal coaching, and I'll do my best through the Zoom meeting, through my years of experience um, to build into you. And it won't be me doing a lot of teaching and giving you new content. It'll be me helping you define where you want to go. And I will help you get where you want to go as best I know how. It's kind of like fly fishing. Years ago, I went fly fishing for the first time. I was out in Colorado. I'd never been fly fishing. I'd seen the movie, A River Runs Through It. And I had visions of grandeur of bringing Brad Pitt in the river. Thought that was, would be cool. So I call up a guide. And I said, dude, I want to go fly fishing. He said, come on. I said, I don't have anything. I don't have any equipment, uh, nothing. No pole, no waders, no nothing. He said, look, I got everything you need. You come and I'll actually go stand in the river with you. And if you do what I tell you to do, you'll catch fish. But then, but then this is what he said. He said, but if I find out that I am working harder than you, I will leave your back end uh, in the river and I'll walk out and leave you because I will not work harder than you. Oh, wow. I said, okay, so it's kind of like counseling. Fly fishing's like counseling. I will not work harder than you, but I'll guide you. I'm excited about those groups. What's your dream? Uh, dream?
Let's build the kingdom. Second question that I want you to respond to is, who has helped you realize your dreams? Who has helped you realize your dreams? Guys, there is nobody that gets where they want to get to without help. It's, it, it, no, I, I could name you a list of men that have poured into my life, impacted me, uh, that allows me to stand up before you and, and offer my gifts to you and my brokenness. Nobody gets anywhere without help. I want to ask Blair to come up, and Blair is playing an important role in our realizing our dreams at Ebenezer Place. And um, Blair has recently retired in order to be the project manager for all that's going on at Ebenezer Place. And I'm grateful uh, for Blair, and he wants uh, I've asked him to share a little bit about what's happening uh, in the update at Ebenezer Place. Some days I'll. Some days when I'm doing this, I will think about calling my old boss and saying, hey, can I have my old job back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, are you going to throw pictures up there? Uh, yeah, what's taking you so long? <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. So, uh, just to give everybody an update on construction up at Ebenezer, I mean, everybody that's been there knows the first thing we did was the parking lot, which was ready back last March. And then we started in on the new uh, dining slash multi-purpose building. And uh, right now, we've, we've uh, obviously, you see there, we, we got it framed up. Uh, we've roughed in for plumbing, HVAC and electrical. And just last week we got it insulated. We did uh, spray foam insulation in the uh, ceiling and the floor and then bat insulation in the wall. So now we're ready to start interior carpentry, uh, which uh, we uh, uh, still kind of batting around how we're gonna do that, but we got some good ideas. Chip Hunt, who is our uh, builder, who's one of our uh, round table and deer camp guys that y'all probably know. Uh, is very talented and has a good vision for this kind of stuff and uh, is, is uh, going to help us with that and how we're going to finish it out. Uh, you know, construction right now, everybody's in construction realizes it's pretty much a challenge. Uh, you know, I, in 32 plus years of being in the HVAC side of construction, I've never seen not being able to get materials like we are right now. And people telling you, they can't even tell you when they're going to expect to even have them in. So uh, it's been pretty frustrating with us on the delays that we've had. Uh, I'd hope that we could be finished with this thing this fall, but uh, as it drags on, it looks like it's probably going to be uh, late in the year, maybe in the first of next year. Uh, so uh, what can you do to help us? Uh, I'd ask that, you know, please keep praying. Cover us with your prayers. Uh, that. God will continue to work in the hearts of men up there, that God will put the right people uh, in the right places to help execute this plan, and, and then it'll come together. And, uh, you know, if, if you have any particular skills that you think might uh, help up there, we'd, we'd love to have you participate. Uh, any, right now, it'd be interior carpentry is what we're, what we're looking for to help our guy who's going to do the interior carpentry. Uh, he's like, I'm going to get there, but I don't know when I can be there. And, you know, that's the kind of thing we're doing with it. He gave us three weeks, but I'm not holding my breath on that. Uh, and, the, and then, you know, there's so many people that I'd like to recognize. And if I try to, I'll, I'll leave some out. But, you know, a lot of you guys have already helped us so much with your skills, what you do to uh, in your businesses and uh, you know, it's been amazing just to see all this this come together. And uh, thank you. Uh, it's been a privilege for me to, to be involved with this, and I, uh, I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you, Blair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, uh, um, we are in a really special place of uh, finishing this up. And um, 
Um, the costs, uh, Blair's done a great job of executing it, uh, working really hard to stay within budget. And we have a, a friend uh, in order uh, for us to be able to finish what we're doing that is offered a $25,000 matching fund. And so what I'm asking you to do at this point in order, uh, because of costs going up, trying to stay within budget, it's really hard. We need another $50,000 to finish this. So a friend has offered 25 uh, matching up, up to $25,000 in matching fund. So we're looking for 250 guys to give $100 or more. So I'd ask you to consider giving at least $100. If you can give more, that would be great. You can go on the website. Most of you got this email last night. I sent it out. And there's one major correction that I need to make on it at the bottom. I didn't look at the editing, but uh, somehow it says this is not tax deductible contribution. How in the world that got in there, I, I don't know, because it is tax deductible. You'd make it out to our nonprofit business and professional outreach, and we'll get that corrected uh, on the website. So it is tax deductible. Uh, so if, if you want to just write one check uh, and match the matcher for $25,000, uh, I'll be glad to deliver your check to our bookkeeper uh, this morning. So uh, please consider that living our dreams. One, one of the other things that I want to say too is, you know, my, my dream is not only will we continue to do what we've been doing for years there, but that others will use um, um, our um, facility as well. And Roan and Roe, his son, did a Samson retreat and many of you know of the Samson ministry, um, and they did a retreat, had guys from California, Oklahoma, Tennessee, from all over that came in and used the facility last weekend there at Ebenezer um, Place. So that's our vision uh, to continue to offer Ebenezer uh, as a place of help for men. So I'm, I'm grateful for every man in this room who has helped us and been a part of that. And we will continue uh, to live out our dream of offering men uh, a place of healing. Third question, who are you helping to find their dreams? Who are you helping? And I'm going to continue to push you through this series to have uh, a list of five guys. We're not talking about hamburgers here. Five guys. Who, who are you really praying for? Who, who are you really interested in? Certainly, uh, those of you who are fathers, those of us who are fathers would be your sons and your daughters um, that you want uh, to build into their life. Who else are you really focused on? You will not grow as God intended us to grow until you start taking responsibility for somebody else. Get out of your own uh, narcissism and grow. Face your fears. If you really want to grow, if you really want to grow, determine what you're afraid of and run to that. Look over at, back at um, 2 Samuel. And I want to introduce you to Benaiah. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 20 says this, Benaiah was um, a special man in David's um, trained men. Verse 20, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada from Kazril, was a vigorous man who accomplished a great deal. He once killed lion cubs in Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he climbed down into a pit and killed a lion. Another time he killed a formal Egyptian. The Egyptian was armed with a spear and Benaiah went against him with nothing but a walking stick. He seized the spear from his grip and killed him with his own spear. Now, guys, Beniah was a bad dude, man. You know, if a bar fight breaks out, you want Beniah on your team. These are the things that Beniah, son of Jehoiada, is famous for. But neither did he ever get ranked with the three 
previous in the passage, and we'll go through this in, in uh, uh, future sessions, David had three special warriors among the 30, the 37. And it says, Benaiah never made it to the three, but he was held in greatest respect among the 30, but he never got included with the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Well, I yelled, duh, uh, duh, uh, in charge of the bodyguards. Benaiah. Guys, you got to run to the roar. I mean, who jumps down in a pit with a lion on a snowy day? I, I love that description. Oh, by the way, it was snowing. And he jumps down in the pit. That's the kind of guy I want to be. That's the kind of guy I want to be with. Uh, with. Guys that will fight with you. Guys that will fight for you. Guys that will jump down in a hole and fight the lion. I want to show you a clip that uh, everybody's seen this movie. I mean, if you've not seen this movie, you just need to turn in your man card um, at the back door. Everybody's seen Shawshank Redemption, right? Seen Shawshank? Now, some of you young guys may not even know what Shawshank Redemption is. You need to watch Shawshank Redemption. But this is, this is a great scene. And, and you know, I, I love this scene. It's been a while since I watched it, and I watched it in preparation for this. Guys, every little line in this Three-minute clip is a magnificent coaching um, and training segment. Watch this. Think about your own life. Think about the wall in the prison that you live in. Red and Andy Defane are sitting in the courtyard of the prison having a conversation about their life. It could just as be easily be you and me having a conversation about our life in a coffee shop. You know, just hanging out, fishing, in the boat, having a conversation. I want you to listen to what is said in the two different perspectives. Andy Red, watch this. Thank God we're getting out of here. Yeah. One day, a long white beard, two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, and a man. Hey, where I go? So I have to know. So, Mexico. No place on the Pacific Ocean. No Mexican stay by the state. It has no memory. That's where I want to live the rest of my life. Warm place of memory. Mm -hmm. Run to the hotel, right on the beach, buy some worthless old boat, fix it up new, make my kids stop. Say once now. I got a few and then I got things. I don't think I can make on the outside, Andy. I've been in here most of my life. I'm an institutional man now. It's like books in here, I'm the guy who can get things for you, sure. But outside, all you need is the elevators. Hell, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Pacific Ocean? Shit. That scared me to death, something could be. I mean, I didn't shoot my wife and I didn't shoot her lover. Whatever mistakes I made, I paid for them and then some. That hotel, that book, I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think y'all be doing this to yourself, man. This is a shitty pipe dreams. I mean, Mexico is the way to y'all down there, and you're in here, and that's the way it is. 
Apologize for the last part there. Should have bleeped that out. Get busy living. Get busy dying. So where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Guys, life is a gift. And we have been given a stewardship of it. Every day is a gift. Live like you are dying. Live like this is the last day of your life. I want you to take a minute and just turn over to your partner and share what you've written down about your dreams that you want to share and share what resonates with you about that clip. Go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's uh, work together and uh, finish up. This idea of a line maker that we're talking about, first of all, starts with um, taking charge of your own life. To be a disciple, to be a grower, to be a learner. Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. First place to start uh, is take charge of your own life. Physically, emotionally, socially, relationally, and spiritually. What are your goals? What are your dreams just in your own personal growth? 
And then this idea of go, we keep, we're going to keep talking about be and go. That's the paradigm that we're working with. So be is the idea of be a grower, be a disciple, and then of the idea of go, give out. Face your fears, be like Benaiah, run to the roar, run to the roar, jump in the hole and kill the lion. What does that really mean? Live out your destiny. Benaiah not only landed his dream job as King David's bodyguard, but his life exceeded his wildest dreams. On decision determined, uh, one decision determined his destiny. You can run away from what you're afraid of and you'll be miserable, but you'll be running for the rest of your life. It's time to face your fears, take a flying leap, and be a lion maker. Give out. What's the next goal? I mean, take this template, guys. Take it, work with it. Dream, goal, plan, action, reality. Go after your dream. In every dream journey, there comes a moment when you have to quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. You have to go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Go big or go home. I mean, are you the guy with the one that's got it buried? Are you the guy with the two? Okay, it's two. You're not as talented as some, but you got two. Make four. And then are you the guy with the five? Wow, you got so much more than you deserve. Are you making 10? Be a faithful man. What is a faithful man? Think about that for a minute, guys. Faithful man. All through scripture, God invites us to be faithful. And a lot about being faithful is just showing up. Just show up. Just show up. Faithful man. Faithfulness is not holding down the fort. Faithfulness is chasing 500-pound lions. You need a dream that is bigger and better than the temptations you're trying to overcome. Guys, if your life is about sin management, you are like the guy with the one that's hiding it under a rock. I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to mess up. Dude, I understand. We've all got sin uh, that's hampering us. But if your main goal is just not to screw up, no, man. You know what a guy in the major leagues is that strikes out seven times out of 10, you know what we call him? A hall of famer. I mean, wow, dude, you know, seven outs out of 10 means he got three hits out of 10. Wow. That's incredible. By the way, how would you like to be the guy that barely missed Aaron judge's home run last night? You know, ah! you see that video yet? Just saying. You need a dream that is bigger and better than the temptations you're trying to overcome. If you're looking for an excuse, you'll always find one. If you're looking for an opportunity, you'll always have one. Guys, you have an opportunity today. You know, go kill a lion. So we'll finish with this. Dream big. Part of dreaming big is this, help someone else discover their dream. Quit being so self-absorbed. Guys, it drives me wild when we as Christian men get accused of just being self-absorbed. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't think I is. I sure don't want to be. Man, help somebody else. Put somebody on your list, on your prayer list. Call somebody. Men do three things, I believe, in a biblical model. They do three things really well. Write this down. 
Number one, men initiate. Men are initiators. They run to the fire. They walk in the house and say, sweetheart, honey bumpkin, sugar cheeks, how was your day? Now that's dangerous because it actually implies that you're interested. I, I mean, I know that's hard because, you know, what you want to do is you, you've worked hard all day and you want to walk in and have her greet you like Donna Reed. Now, again, some of you don't know who Donna Reed is, but. <laughs> Help someone else. And what's your legacy? One of the questions when you come to deer camp, and, and we start out with seven questions, answering seven questions. One of the questions is, what will they say as part of your eulogy? Think about that. Well, you know, he was kind of boring. No, dude. You know, he helped me kill that lion. He jumped in the hole with me. We killed it together. What's your legacy? Your greatest legacy isn't your dream. It's the dream you inspire in others. You aren't just a dreamer. You're a dream catcher. You're really not taking your two and making four or taking your five and making 10 unless you're helping somebody else. That's the way it works. Help somebody else. Imagination. Guys, I truly believe, as I've said to you many times before, um, the idea of walking by faith is being able to see with the eyes of your heart. And the Bible says that the things that we see with our eyes uh, are the things that are unseen are the things that are eternal. And the things that are seen are temporal. And so it is our imagination, what we see with the eyes of our heart, that is so much more important. And it takes imagination. What if what if everything in your life had brought you to this moment in a way to be assembled and in, in, in the puzzle put together in a way that would bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus and change your life forever? Imagine, imagination, image, back to the image, back to God's drawing of you. It takes imagination. And some of you have lost that imagination. You are boring. Look at Ephesians chapter three, and we'll finish with this. Ephesians chapter three says this, verse 20, God can do anything. God can do anything. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah and Jesus. Glory got down all, to all generations. Glory through all millennium. Oh, yes. To God be the glory. Face your fears. Run to the roar. Be a lion maker. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much uh, for the gift of life, for the gift of this day. Father, help us to seize it um, and to walk through it in a way that we hear your voice, we listen to you, we take advantage of the opportunities that you give us, and we increase your kingdom in a way that brings honor to you and healing to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.